You are listening to the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. This is a ministry of Christian Assembly Church in Los Angeles, California. I am your host, Marvin Enriquez, and this is how we get down. Yeah, I want to be a Welcome back to the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. This is another GLM. exciting GLM. another exciting edition of the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. My name is Marvin. It's good to be with you guys. Today is June 11th, 2020. So much has happened in the world since the last time we spoke. And so we want to have an honest conversation about what is happening in our world today. But first, let me tell you who is around the Men's Ministry Roundtable podcast. We have the man with the silver hair, the silver fox himself, George Hot Flash Fernandez. Hey, good morning. It's good to hear from the Guatemalan Elvis Presley. There we go. Hey, hey, hey I cut my hair, so I'm no longer Elvis Presley. Uh, you look good, I cut my hair very poorly, I might add. Um, I feel like a lawnmower went through my hair. But No, but you got a good price, right? Free is good. Free is good. Did you actually cut it yourself, Marv? I sure did. I sure did. And I messed it up, man. I butchered it. Sandra, How did you get your initials? on the top of your head. Sandra Who walked up to me and she said, what did you do to your hair, the back? It looks like there's a peacock back there. So she helped me try to even it out. And the more you try to even it out, the shorter you go. Yeah, and yeah, just you have to go. Yeah. I like the back where it says El Guapo. <laughs> it's terrible. Now, my only thing to do now is hope that we have Zoom meetings for another few weeks so it'll grow out and I can actually go to a barber and fix it up. But, but I also have to record for the church this week and I have to, we're going to do a prayer walk on, uh, on Saturday. So you, you might be able to see me with my long Wear a hat. Wear a hat. I will wear be wearing hat. hats at, on the church service. Have you seen me wearing a hat? That's it. Also around the round table, we have Robert. I'm, I'm not late today. Concepcion. Hey, there you go. You were only five minutes late today. That's like a world record for you. Yeah, well, you know, that's how we roll. The Filipino prince. <laughs> Usually, George said you were going to be on exactly at 10.10, but you were on at 10.05, so you beat your record. You were on a little bit quicker. Dude, come on, man. Now, let me, ask you, let me ask you this. If you were in the Philippines and there was a job interview and your interviewer said, uh, you know, come in at 11 a.m. Now, me, if that were me, I would show up at his office at 1045. I would sit in his waiting room and wait for the interview. In the Philippines, how would you handle that situation? Same. You would. Yeah, but well, this in is America, a, you don't do the same. Gathering for us. You know, a lot of this, this is stuff not a social gathering. This is work. Is a, um, is a thing from uh, the Spaniards who uh, were in the Philippines for 350 years. Oh, so my you're goodness. blaming, we had so CS, you're blaming my people. never there before. So you're blaming my people for being late? Philippines. So everything, you, you've been to Spain before? Throwing the Spaniards under the bus. Well, no, <laughs> have you been to Spain before? You're blaming Man. my people for being late. Yeah. Well, you're Guatemalan. I don't know well, about you. <laughs> I mean, you know, we were all Spaniards <laughs> at some point, right? <laughs> Yes, I'm Guatemala. The Cubans right. are descendants from Spain, I think. So are the Guatemalans. You got Enriquez, you got Fernandez, and you got Concepcion in this thing, you know? So I don't right. know about my people here. Just <laughs> it all on your own. Okay, that, the, the, it's not the accurate question, Marv, because he would never go for a job interview. He's the prince of the Philippines, so oh, there is no that's job what interview. It is. He, run, so it's he the runs entitlement. Manila. Yeah, right. It's the entitlement. Well, no, he was just... So your entitlement never allowed you to job interview, so you have no idea what it means <laughs> to be on time to anything. 
Yeah, so so in theory, if you ever had to have a job, <laughs> so if you ever had to go for an job, interview. <laughs> if you are going for an official meeting, yes, you need to be on time even before the time is. So you don't consider this podcast an official meeting? No. No, no. Oh, thanks, George. George, yeah, he doesn't consider us official. He's never, he's never gone for a job interview. It's, Listen, this is, this is, wow, see, wow. Not, hey, CA does not even consider our podcast official. So that's that's <laughs> true. That's <laughs> true. Even, this is off the record. There, this 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 podcast does not represent Christian Assembly or its affiliates or its board in any <laughs> way, know, shape, man. or form. We we should have Please. so many disclaimers before we disclaimer, start. Disclaimer, yeah. disclaimer. Hey, uh, by the way, thanks guys for listening. We are over 3,200 listens of the Men's Ministry Roundtable Podcast. That is awesome. That is awesome. You know what? We had a, a, a listener, one of our friends, uh, he, he actually, when he texted me, he said, what happy pills or what are you guys taking before you start this thing or even during the thing? A lot of coffee. Because I want coffee. some. A lot of coffee, brother. That's all we do. Hey, but you know what? I wanted to say something. I was doing a little research on podcasts. Did you know that 50% of all the podcasts created, so if you took all the podcasts in cyberspace, and I'm sure there's millions of them, 50% of them do not get 100 and uh, I think it's 150 listens per episode. So really, we are averaging close to 200 listens per episode, which means that, me? which means that we're amongst the top 50% of all podcasts created in the world. <laughs> we're, in the, we're, we're in the top top one percent we're there in we the go. top no we're in the top 50 percent. but i mean it's pretty good come on marv we're in the top one percent come on pay your fair share so i would say that our podcast is majority success is majority successful based on those numbers no no man our kids doesn't count clicking our podcast they're getting tired of that hey hey all listens counts bro all listens <laughs> do you know those youtube people oh, all listeners there? matter <laughs> Stop. No, 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 no. We're not saying. All right. So, uh, please, guys, help us make a sign. Help us spread the word. Send this to your friends, to your family members. Send it to your loved ones. Uh, anybody that has a smart device can listen to our Men's Ministry Roundtable podcast. I'm not sure a smart device would pick this up. No, it wouldn't be very smart. But, it goes uh, against the grain based on what we say. Well, George and Robert, what's happening in your lives in the last couple of weeks? I know it's been a couple of weeks since we talked. What's going on? Robert. Well, well no, for me, it's just a lot of uh, just processing and uh, having to explain to my kids what's been happening. Um, you know, the news cycle has just been nonstop. And uh, yeah, you know, as much as I want to limit all of that stuff uh, for my kids, I, I can't, you know, they, they're, they're asking, they're, they're, they're saying what's going on uh, on top of whatever's happening in terms of the virus. Um, yeah, there's a lot of processing and it's just trying to break it down to just the basics, just uh, telling them that right now, uh, you know, people need to, be able to just talk as human beings and understand the value of each one being equal. Amen. And so uh, in its basic sense, I, I don't know how, how basic we can get. It's just saying that putting value in everyone is the same, just as God has valued all of us the same way. Yeah. And so my kids, it's just processing it with them. They're boys and uh, right now they're asking questions. And uh, I think now is a great time for them to understand. Um, I think, um, CA did a fantastic job with Kids Church. The Bible Project had a uh, thing uh, happening over the weekend that talked about injustice and broke it down. Um, 
to a level where kids can understand how um, how to really understand or how to how to process and how to get a viewpoint of how it is if you're disadvantaged or if people try to do something that's uh, 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 something that's uh, over you. I mean, it's just take you know, advantage of you. Take advantage of you. Thanks, George. Yeah. Yeah, and so yeah, they get that all the time in school, but to a point where it's based on not, you know, nothing that you've you've done, but more of uh, what you look like is uh, something that's new to them. So um, yeah, that's that's been what we're doing in our household right now these days. Just a lot of talking, a lot of just uh, thinking about it and uh, being able to understand it. Yeah, I I feel like this year is. Uh... <laughs> chock full of teaching moments for us and our kids, but yet here we are again uh, in 2020 with another opportunity for us as fathers to step in and, and, uh, and lead our homes and provide leadership and teaching and facilitate conversations. And like you, Robert, uh, our household has had many significant conversations over the last couple of weeks over race, uh, injustice, over sin, uh, over what the Bible has to say about these issues, over where we stand as a family, over what our ethnic background is, and, uh, and all of that. So I'm, I'm encouraged that you've been able to spend time with your boys and lead them well. How, how about you, George? What's happening in your home? Uh, George, George logged off. Okay, no, see, no, apparently no, this no, conversation. No, Did you want me to yell again? No, I just want you to participate in the conversation. No, no, I heard, I heard Kanan in the background, and I didn't know if he locked himself out of the house or <laughs> he was on the phone talking to my dad. So I'm like, oh, she locked himself out. I gotta go get him. So, sorry about that. All right. Well, here's the next question. Since you missed that question, uh, th <laughs> things are starting to slowly. Uh, trickle open again, right? Uh, you know, I, I was at a, yesterday was my wife's birthday and I went and got her her favorite uh, meal and the restaurant that I got Red her- Dragon. You, no, you're going to appreciate this, George, because uh, it's one of your favorite meals as well. We got lasagna from uh, Buca, Buca de Pepo. And I know you like that lasagna there because yes, uh, yes. we, we have it for our huddle uh, Christmas parties and yes. and we always get to take the leftovers home. So I went and got her. What's that? Are they open for seating? Well, yeah. So I went yesterday. I, I ordered takeout and I went to pick up our thing of lasagna. And when I got there, uh, the lady said, are you going to eat here? And I'm like, oh, is that an option? And she goes, yes, we're taking reservations and it's limited, but you know, people can eat in our dining room uh, in, in Pasadena. So yeah, yeah. I know so dining yeah. rooms are starting to trickle open. So anyway, the question is now that things are starting to slowly open up a little bit. What are you most looking forward to? What are you what are you hoping to do here in the next few weeks? Well, I, I, but I still think we have to be cautious. Like I, I mentioned to you before, I feel like I've kind of loosened kind of my, my care in certain things. And I'm hoping I didn't <laughs> catch anything because I feel under the weather. Like this weekend had, you know, my kids and grandkids and I didn't wear a mask because there's, you know, I felt there was family, but there was like, I don't know, like I guess 11 of us. And then Monday, we went over Lisa's uh, family's house because her sister's birthday, and it was probably 11 of us and really didn't wear masks. So it's, you know, I'm looking forward to, to again, trying to go out and dine and go for walks, and you and I are going to lunch next week, and getting back to some sort wait of- Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. You said you don't feel so good? And you've been around 22 people this past weekend? Maybe we should- No, well, they're all- They're all- They're all- They're all family. No, no. Maybe well, we, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm going I'm to have a surprise visit to your house later on today. So <laughs> I'm going to give you a big <laughs> hug. 
George, aren't you opening your home for a CA, CA at home? Uh, oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Robert. Let's talk about that. Yes. So are you going to do that, George? Um, you know, we, we thought, no, the, the, we thought about it, but then, you know, we, we talked about it, but I think the challenge will be, cause where we have our TV, well, you know, our house, we have the TV is in, is in the den. And I don't mm -hmm. think we would have appropriate spacing for like 12 people. I mean, yeah, I just would. don't think it would work. So then we yeah, thought of spacing for four people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no, I mean, that's, it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't work. So Lisa thought, why don't we buy a projector? you know, on a screen and we can do it, you know, outside in our, in our patio. Um, so we may, you know, we may do that. You know, one of the things that uh, I'm, I'm grateful challenge. for is uh, we actually, you know, we upgraded our TV last year because uh, it was just time, but we, you know, the older TV, we didn't throw it away. I had my father-in-law hang it uh, out in my back patio because I thought sometimes I'm grilling out there and I want to watch the ball game or something while I'm grilling or just, it's just cool in the evening and watch TV out there. So I'm actually grateful because that's what we're going to do. We mm -hmm. are going to watch, we're going to stream the services on that TV in the back patio. And we're going to invite our life group to come over and watch the services with us. We've already told them we're going to start next Saturday. We're going to do it Saturday, 6 PM because that's the time that most of our life group members will yeah. attend church anyway. And so we're going to start doing that and see how that goes. We've already proposed it to our life group members. I think most of them were in favor of it. And of course we said, you know, if you don't feel comfortable, you don't have to come, yeah. but we have enough space in our patio in our inside of our house, we would never be able to do this, but outside we have enough space where each family could be six feet apart. We're going to yeah. have them wear masks. Um, we're not going to have food. We're not going to share food or anything like that. Um, so we're going to try it. Uh, we're excited. We're excited to be with other people and to worship with them and to, you know, maybe pray for one another after the service ends. And, and I would encourage anyone listening to this, if you want to open your home and have uh, like a watch party, even if you're not a part of a regular life group that, hopefully this might be something that you could do because this would, for us as a church is going to be the first phase in uh, resuming uh, meetings, you know, live in-person meetings will be in home. Campus. Yeah. Well, before we get to the campus. Hey, uh, Barb, is that in replacement of your regular life group? You're yeah, not so, so for this season, what we've told our group, because we normally meet on Fridays like you guys, George. And so we know we told we told them I think it'd be too much for a, for a meeting on Friday and a meeting on Saturday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So for this season, we said, is it okay if we shift our meetings from Friday to Saturday? Plus, you said you don't really even like them that much. So twice. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of our life group members listen to this podcast, so I love you guys. I never. You said know what? That. That, if, if Robert, remember what he said before we started recording? Gosh, I can't, can't wait till we stop the darn life group. Remember that? And now, when he's live, he starts saying, "Yeah, oh, I like him. I want him here on Saturday." You know, yeah, well, we said, are gonna, um, we're not uh, uh, serving food. You know, it's another hassle for me to just uh, prepare something. So, no, no food. I told I told him if you want to bring a snack for your kids, because we do have some kids that come, you know, bring your own snack. But hey, um, are you uh, providing masks and uh, taking temperatures and whatnot, or all that stuff? That's uh, no, we just said everyone needs to wear a mask. So we're, one of the things that we want to encourage people is to follow the CDC guidelines, and and those are still to wear masks, and those are still to be six foot six feet apart, and not to have gatherings of over one hundred people or twenty five percent of your meeting capacity. So we're not going to exceed any of those things. We're not going to break any CDC protocol. We want to do the responsible thing, but we also mm -hmm. realize that we miss being together and we miss being in community and worshiping together. And we've had our Zoom gatherings all throughout this time, and we just feel like we're ready to have people Next in step. home. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and like I said, we can do it in the backyard where we can do it a little bit more responsibly. 
Um, and we'll see, you know, I don't know when we'll actually move into the house and maybe it has to get colder, but during the summer months, it's too hot in the house anyway. So six o'clock in the evening. Oh, it's hot in our house at six o'clock in the evening. That's when it's hottest actually. Cause the heat kind of builds up in our house. We don't have, we don't, I don't think we have grid insulation. So anyway, oh, that's a different story. George, why don't you uh, loan Mo over there? Cause uh, you know, Marvin. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Can you send Mo to come like blow, uh, blow? Banana Send Moda blow. My, there you go. Yeah. Banana leaves in my face. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm not even, you know, I'm, I'm just going to give you rope. That's it. Thank you. <laughs> give me your rope. rope. Give me the rope. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, All right. Go. But you didn't answer yep. my question. What are you looking forward to post uh, quarantine? You, you, you said, let's be responsible. Let's not be responsible. I want to, I want to, well, I'd love to, 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 to be together. That's one thing. I mean, I miss, you guys know, I mean, I love to, to be around people. I mean, we all love people. It's part of the reason we got into ministry. We, we love being around people. And as, as nice of an alternative as doing this digitally, um, you know, there's nothing like face-to-face and just, yeah. just con- really connecting with people. I mean, th- this weekend was the first time I hugged someone other than, like, my immediate family. Just, you know. Ooh, who did Last- you hug? George. Yeah, who did you hug? You hugged your wife? Did you go to the pro- No, no, because I usually I, I hug, you know, obviously Lisa, Kanan, you know, Jarrell, and she, you know, but I hug, you know, my mother in law, my you know, sister in law, my brother in law, you know, I just just kind of I had um, I had my parents over last night for Sandra's birthday. Just my parents. I just you know, let's just invite two people that we know are safe. So so I hugged my mom for the first time in three months. And at first I was yeah. like, should, should I ask my mom? I'm gonna hug her. Yeah. That's crazy. I haven't hugged my mom or dad. I give like a little side tap on yeah. the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little fist bump. Side sh- sh- a little I elbow, do like, hey, well, you know. yeah, I'm just, yeah. well, I cuss with their old. All right. How do, you guys, how do you guys feel about hotel rooms? I'm all for them. No, no, no. But I mean, like, instead this, of camping? <laughs> well, yes. But in this COVID season, are you, we're, 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 yeah, I think it's fine. I, well, I have here. a birthday at the end of the month. I booked, my, I, I booked myself one night stay at Big Bear. I just, went, I just need to get away. So I'm going to Big where, Bear for the where? day. Uh, Big Bear. <laughs> where? Big Bear, yeah, where are you where? Yeah. No, where, where <laughs> are you staying? Are you staying at a house or are you staying at a hotel? No, a hotel. I'm sure, I, th- I think that's probably fine. Probably? <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't be. I, I'm not nervous. I wouldn't be nervous about it. No, I, pre- I'm going. I'm going for it. I just need to get yeah. away. But they say, I mean, as long as it's not in the mountains, I think you're it is safe. in the mountains. It's a big bear. <laughs> just kidding. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> as long as it's not by a lake. Yeah, yeah. It is by a lake. Not, it's big as long bear. as it's not an alpine lake in the mountains, I think it's safe. Where are you going? Uh, what a big bear. Oh. <laughs> I, you know what? I just, I just, I, yeah, I just need to get away. I'm going to go out and take a, a day trip and uh, turn it into a one night stay just for my birthday. Wait, the four of you guys or just you and Sandra? yourself? No, no, the four of us. The four of us. We're going together. Sandra said she's going to bring. Sandra said she's going to. She's going to bring her own sheets, uh, and we're not going to touch anything in the room. Jeez. Oh, that's going to be fun. That'll be fun and romantic. <laughs> Don't touch Jeez. anything. We're bringing our own sheets, our own towels. It's going to feel like a getaway. <laughs> okay, we're bringing our own sheets, with, our own towels. Pill- yeah, pill- our own pillows. Our we're own not going to eat at any restaurants. We're not going to do any hikes. <laughs> but we're getting away, guys. <laughs> Yeah, we're bringing a hibachi. <laughs> the, the main reason... George Foreman Grill. It's my birthday, and the main reason I want to go out there is because I like mountain biking, and they have a park where you can put your bike on a chairlift, 
uh, at Snow Summit and you and the bike goes up the chairlift and then you ride down on your bike. So I am looking forward to it. I've never done it before, so I might break something on the way down, but I am definitely uh, excited about this. It's the first time in- Wait, when's your birthday? My birthday is June 30th. Uh, you should know this, man. Right this guy calls himself my friend and doesn't know my own birthday. Gee. Hold on, I'm going to put it in here. Why well, don't see it on my thing? So we well, yeah, I don't know why it's not on your calendar before. I've got your birthday. What happened on your birthday? We went to Green Dragon. Remember that? Yeah, I think someone reminded you, Wibbon. Nobody, rem Robert, did someone remind us? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was in a CA calendar. All right, so we're going to do rapid fire. We don't have a guest today, so we're going to do rapid fire with George Fernandez. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Special effects. Uh, production value on the show is getting really loud. Uh, really well, good. we don't have pee-pee, right? We don't have the pee-pee anymore. He quit. Pee-pee, <laughs> we miss you. We never did. <laughs> we miss you. All right, you ready, George? Five I'm, questions. I'm, re I'm ready, buddy. All right, here we go. I'm going to start with the easy ones. George Fernandez, rapid fire. iPhone or Android? Blackberry. No, I, iPhone. I have an iPhone. Okay. Uh, truth, truthfully, do you even know what an Android is? iPhone. No, no, truthfully, do you even know? I do, I do, I do. What is Android? It, it's, it's, a, it's another phone. It's an operating system, isn't it, by Google? Oh, oh, hey. Ah, see? All right. You're the most technologically backward person I've ever met, ever, <laughs> ever. And that includes my parents, my grandparents, oh, ever, gosh. ever. George okay, Lewis. George Fernandez, in and out or Chick-fil-A? Mm. It's rapid fire. Rapid you don't have to think fire. about it. Come All right, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A. Oh, you're dead to me. You're dead to me. George Fernandez, mm. what's the best movie ever? Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Oh, seriously? Man. Are you serious? That's seriously? That's my favorite. That's, That's my favorite. Oh. That is my favorite. How many times have you seen it? Probably about a dozen. Wow. What's your favorite yeah. line in it? No, don't, don't repeat it. Don't repeat it. <laughs> I'm not going there. No, yes, don't repeat yes, it. Don't repeat no, it. No, no. There's, there's, it's there's the so many. The diner scene. The diner no, scene. No, 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 no. This. Did you and I? Yeah. Okay. In the airplane? Uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. White George Fernandez, <laughs> what's the worst gift you've ever gotten? Worst gift I've ever gotten. Wow. I've only gotten good gifts, I'm trying to think. Uh, only got good gifts, yeah. I do. I've only gotten good gifts. I don't think I've ever... I, I, seriously, I can't think Come of them. Come on. I've never gotten, you've gotten the no, time. I've never gotten out of... All right. No, I've never gotten out of good Robert, gifts. It is our mission for his next birthday to get him a crappy gift. That's just that's just what we have to do. There you go, man. So we you have, have to get him a terrible gift since he's never gotten a bad gift. Yeah, right. No, I'm serious. I can't think of like, oh, what a crappy. I mean, I'm always going right. to want to get a gift. Here's the here's the harder questions, George Fernandez. What is your favorite family ritual? Um, starting each morning with prayer. Family. Yep, that's what we do. The three of us we pray every single morning. And then, you, and then you say vaya yeah. con Dios and you bless yeah. we start, we kiss, we, him, we, kiss him on the forehead that's the what day. my grandmother used to do vaya con Dios do the cross symbol kiss me on the forehead and she would send me off on my way kiss, kiss the ring George Fernandez oh. what would you tell your 18 year old self what you've been doing up to this point what would you tell the your opposite. 18 year old self <laughs> no gosh stop working out no no uh, listen more and speak less that's what you would tell oh, you to yourself. Oh, oh. Yes. 
That's I have a picture of your 18-year-old self as my background right now. <laughs> Look at that little waist. Look at that. I see something. That's a else. that's a that's a 28-inch waist. I see other little things there, but I'm not gonna talk. Well, it was it's cold. <laughs> when when you know what? When three friends collide. <laughs> And that they did. Well, George Fernandez, thanks for participating in Rapid Fire. And, and for sharing. You're welcome. Yeah. No, time. you didn't ask me a you didn't ask me a sports question. Well, the sports questions are coming up. Um, but do you have anything in the world of news and finance that's going on? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think if 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 everyone hasn't been made aware of it with everything that's going on, I hope that this is for those of you that haven't practiced the discipline of saving. Um, unfortunately, in this really difficult time, you're, you're seeing the effects of that when you don't save, when you don't live below your means. I mean, there are so many people that are living paycheck to paycheck, and many times, not in all cases, I don't like to just you know, make broad brush um, comments, but in many instances, in many instances, people don't have savings because they're choosing not to do that. You know, they're choosing to spend their money on things that they believe are necessities when they really aren't. So I read a, George, um, I read a thing that said 50% of Americans don't have enough savings for auto repair. Um, yeah, you, don't have, you don't even have 500, you don't even have yeah, $500. Yeah. So something happened to your car, which yeah. happens all the time. You know, I had yep. to, I took my car in for an oil change last week, Sandra's car. And I came out with eight hundred dollars worth of tires, and the guy called me and said, "You need tires." So I mean, like, you just little things like that that you, did, you mm -hmm. have to be prepared for. So, so you you should you should always plan. So when you think of emergencies, you shouldn't be surprised by an emergency because they're always going to happen. So you should not, I don't believe, um, be looking to Uncle Don to bail you out and to, to send you a check. That, that that's that's not the response. By the way, Uncle Don, we love the checks. Keep them coming. I'm just saying, I love the I love the checks. Yeah, but that's I got a new mattress that. from I got a new mattress out of that check, and it's and it's been. How, hey, dude, have you been putting that new mattress to good use? Heck yeah, he's taking we, it up to guys, he's taking it up to Lake Arrowhead. We are. We're going to strap it. We're going to strap it on the roof of the car. And we're taking it to Big Bear. No, you know what I did? I splurged on the mattress. Uh, we got a nice mattress, but we, you know, the guy there was trying to upsell us on this adjustable bed. Have you guys ever had an adjustable bed? I have one. You have one. So we splurged and got the adjustable bed. So now I have a little remote control and at nights I go, bzz, bzz, and I can put my feet what, up. What? what, what? That, that's not the bed, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I can put my feet up. I can put my neck up. Oh man, it feels great. Then, I feel well, like no, I'm, I got to check, I I gotta like check I have, that out. Hey, I feel like I have a hospital bed in my bedroom. It's it's amazing. <laughs> Uncle Don. Hey, but you know what? <laughs> all, all kidding aside, uh, I, my, my legs hurt sometimes because of circulation and having my legs elevated actually helps a lot. You, 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 you should, yeah, you should, it's a good idea. Does it, does it have a massager? We did not splurge for the massager. We, we got the- The massager is called uh, wife. I have, I have a personal massager, so I don't need that. So, there you go. You know, but no. Can't, can't, can't get any better than that. It was another 600 bucks for the massager. I just couldn't, I just couldn't do it. Kind of worth it, man. Is it? Yeah. The, from, the, from the man who spent $5,000 on a massage chair from hello, Costco. Hello, hello. Did you really? Five, uh, five Gs on a massage chair? Tell him the full, tell him the full story. Seven? He spent tell seven him, grand on a massage okay. chair? But, but tell him how he works the system. 
All right. You got to you got to tell Go ahead, story, full disclosure. Tell a story. Tell full a story. Full disclosure. Come on, buddy. Stay tuned your, for the next episode. The one minute, the one minute, the one minute manly man, The manly man, minute uh, with Robert Concepcion. The Go. ultimate consumer. The yeah, ultimate in, consumer. In one minute, tell us your story. How do you Costco how do you story. work the system at Costco? Got <laughs> <laughs> the next time. Oh man, I want to hear Let's just say it starts with a policy of you can always return it. Uh, okay. Well, speaking <laughs> no of No questions asked. <laughs> speaking of manly minutes and I promise it's not a sexual joke. Uh Robert, tell us what's happening with the manly minute. Wait, wait, you skipped the sports section. That's all right. We can get back Come to it. Come on, man. Come on. Yeah. This is a big thing. When are we going to have major league? We're not going to have major league baseball. The basketball is I think going to start. They're going to have a bubble in Orlando and uh, Mark, you know what? You know what I read today? Carmelo, who's, you know, obviously he's a big name, but he's not a big, big name player anymore. He's, I, I think I'd read today that he's iffy about wanting to play. And he's, I think he's on the Portland Trailblazers. Well, so they're well, playing well, for like a iffy, seat. He's iffy about playing anyway. I mean, let's just face it. No, no, no. But his, I mean, he's beyond his playing days. He should be retired. No, but just the thought they're saying there, there are players that now when they're really thinking this through, when the details are coming out, that you're going to be, you can't really leave the, you know, the bubble, the campus. Right. For, for I think at least, well, at least I think the first seven weeks for sure, and no one can come in, like no family, family can't come in. Nope, nope. And then after the first round, so, but just the thought of like seven or eight weeks, like two months of just really like isolation, um, I think for some people it's like, whoa. You, you know what I, I heard, and, and this is, a, I think, an even more important consideration. Really, George? They're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I read that this. Yeah. Well, yeah check this yeah. out, Robert. They're talking about some of the older coaches. Uh, for example, Greg Popovich, who's, I think, and Dantoni. 70. Mike, Mike Dantoni. Uh, Mike Dantoni. Um, there's one other name I forgot. But anyway, guys like that may not be able to come at all. And they say they have to get a doctor's thing. Here it says, well, here, I'm reading right now. The, the, a faction of them, there were 40 to 50 players on conference calls over the past 24 hours discussing a number of concerns centered on the restart in Orlando. Yeah, it's I that's mean, on it's ESPN. You know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, I I understand that there's insurance liability issues and all kinds of stuff and people's health and some people have compromised immune systems and they have older people that live with them, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's it's a it's a complicated issue, especially like with the older coaches. Um I know in uh in Europe they're playing soccer though, right? To empty yeah. stadiums, but man, it's tough. Well, um, and even that, you're—I mean, you're—you're—you're you're, you're further distance, right, in soccer. I mean, yes, we're making it in contact, but it's a huge field. Exactly. I actually right? think—I I mean, actually think baseball, if anything, has the least amount of contact. Ab absolutely, absolutely. But, but they can't get yeah. their financial stuff together, so they can't figure out how. You know, I think if any sport should be able to go, it should be baseball. And, but and the, the baseball union is a pretty powerful and tight, you know, uh, union. They don't it's really, so I frustrating that they can't get their financial stuff together because I'd love to see some baseball right now. Well, Robert, what is happening with the Manly Minute? Tell the guys what's going on. Well, this Manly Minute is whose idea is this? Yours. Is your idea. It's Robert? your idea. Tell us about. <laughs> Tell us about the Manly Minute. <laughs> Tell us about your idea. They called the Manly Minute. I want to. I want to know about your Manly Minute. Yes, Robert. <laughs> Tell us about your Manly and Minute. And it only takes a minute. Give me, give me a, yeah, tell me what happens in a manly minute. <laughs> tell us, tell us, tell the men what's going to happen with this manly minute. Why is, there a, why is there a guy working in your background? There's a guy with a baseball cap walking around your window. 
Why does he not have a shirt on? Yeah, why? Who is that guy? Who's no. a guy walking there by your by your French doors without a shirt? They're tree cutters. But why why are your workers not have shirts on? <laughs> why do you have your tree cutters not wear shirts outside of your man why cave? Do you, when, why do you, when you're talking and about they're holding your man, a sign. <laughs> they're holding yes. a sign. All tree cutters' lives matter. <laughs> you're holding a sign. George, I'm, this was the last. You're talking about your manly minute. You. You're not gonna use your guys anymore. Are you going to tell us about this Manly Minute or not? Uh, I think you are. No, but these are for the guys who are expert in any skill. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, email or shoot a one-minute video uh, of something you do the best, and uh, it'll be something that we can share with all the guys. Say, for example, if you're an expert in grilling, mm -hmm. uh, one of the five things we need to learn to come out with perfect steak. You know, shoot something like that. Uh, one minute is all we need content for, and then we can just use that and spread it out in social media. So that's what Manly Minute is. That's great. So yeah, guys, film yourself for one minute doing something that you're particularly good at, whether it's waxing your car, grilling, whether it's a financial stewardship, or whether you're it's- You're working uh, that wax thing. Waxing, waxing your car. Your car. I mean, you wax your car, don't you, George? Uh, Absolutely. Oh, Okay, so film yourself for a minute telling us best practices as to how guys can wax their car. Uh, I'll tell you the product to buy. Yes, exactly. That's what we want to know. We want it for one minute. We're calling it the Manly Minute. We want to share that with other guys. It's practical tips and tricks as to, you know, how to survive in this quarantine season. And of course, we want some spiritual content as well. So if you have some parenting ideas, uh, now there's ladders in your backyard. Oh my goodness, there's really movement back there. Um, but parenting, if you have Bible study, if you have prayer ideas, share those with us. Uh, we are going to uh, create a uh, Dropbox where you can upload your video. They're on the other side now. Look, they're on the other window. Oh my <laughs> gosh, they're everywhere. All right, listen guys, here's the thing. I want us to talk about, because you know, we kind of went back and forth on this. There's a, it's a sensitive issue. I understand that. But we want to make a statement that the Men's Ministry Podcast, along with all of Christian assembly stands against racism. Unequivocally, Amen. unequivocally, there is just no, uh, no, no, no wiggle room, right? The Bible is clear. God is clear that we are made in his image, that we are bearers of his image and that every life, regardless of color, um, has in, inherent value and worth in the eyes of God. Um, I hope that anybody listening to this would not disagree with that statement. In fact, um, I want to read. We are all made in His image and likeness. Yeah, I want to. Uh, I want to read Galatians uh, three twenty six. Um, and by the way, Martin Luther King quoted this passage in his "I Have a Dream" speech. Uh, Galatians three twenty six through twenty eight says, or three twenty nine says, "So in Christ Jesus, you were all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ." And here's 328. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for all are one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Um, Paul was addressing injustices in his day, and we sit here today addressing injustices in our day. And, uh, and we'd be silly to think that there aren't any. Um, I was born and raised in the city of Los Angeles. My parents immigrated from Guatemala, as George likes to point out, uh, in the 70s. 
and they came here. I was born in Los Angeles, and I will, I have, um, I have a deep love and appreciation for our city, but I've lived through the 1992 LA riots, and I've lived through uh, now the 2020 uh, season that we're in, and I have seen how in 30, almost 30 years, uh, we're back at this um, point in our lives and in our, in our nation's history. And so while it grieves me, it grieves me to have, uh, to have these conversations, I think these are important conversations, as Robert has already alluded to, with our family, with those we love, um, and just with people in general. And we hope that as believers, we can have God-fearing, Christ-loving, um, understanding conversations so that we can all get to hear about our own experiences and our own journeys. It's a lot easier to hate on a person or on a movement that you don't know personally, that you just see on social media and that you know, you're just you know, sharing comment threads. But when you get to hear someone's story and you humanize a different perspective, it changes things for you. So what I wanna ask you guys is how have you, both you, Jordan and Robert, how have you been processing the events of the last couple of weeks? And by that, I mean the tragedy that was George Floyd's death and the subsequent outrage that led to protest and some violence, um, but even beyond that, that has led to this social movement that we're seeing uh, in our nation that continues on today. Protests are still happening daily uh, for, gosh, I mean, what, 14 days or so or, or more? Um, so how have you been processing that internally? Have you been praying through it? And how have you been leading your families and those you love around that? George? Um, you want me to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, I, I think, at least for me, is I've gone through a whole motion from, what's that? Go ahead. Okay, gone through just different stages of emotion from outrage, you know, from what happened to then anger you know, when I see some of the response um, to then questioning, to then empathy. And, you know, I had, I had a really, really uh, interesting and emotional, actually, conversation with um, someone on Tuesday, you know, one of our staff members, and it was, it was, it was really good. And this person was very um, passionate about uh, their position. And I was glad that I got to hear it. Um, and I think one of the things that I believe to be true is I think we all, including myself included, we all have a bias in all things in life. And I think all of us have what's called confirmation bias that we tend to listen to things or read things that will justify or, or, support. or support the position that we already previously have. And I think in order to to kind of combat that, even though it's difficult, the important thing is to really listen. And I think what happens is a lot of times when we're having dialogue is we kind of talk past each other instead of really like listening. So what, what has helped me, and it was really as I spent a lot of time in prayer and asking God to just search my heart and all that, is the really the series that we had, I think called Undivided, that yeah. we're asking you know every, members of church to watch. And I think when you hear uh, other people's story, I think when it, when it brings a more personal 
point of view as opposed to like a kind of a generic, you know, for, for me, at least personally, it may be hard to receive, but it's hard for me to listen to someone when they're yelling, screaming, or actually committing a crime. For me, then the kind of the message gets distorted, right? So if, if someone I don't know personally is setting a place on fire, then it, it makes it difficult for me to hear, you know, what your grievance is. You know, I just never believe that committing a crime is a way to deliver a message. But when I hear calmly a message and I hear someone's story, how it's impacted them, then to me, that really penetrates my heart. And I think the more we listen to each other, just listening to Paul Gibson, when he was sharing, you know, in, in the, the Undivided, that he had heard, because he also, because I think a lot of people forget, I mean, racism, it's not just white on black. I mean, racism is in, in, in all of our hearts. You know, it works other ways as well. There are racist people in, in every, you know, every ethnicity and every group. And he had, he had even shared that he had preconceived notions of certain things. And then we heard someone else's story, it kind of opened up his heart. And he said, you know what, this is this person's life experience. Now I understand why they look at things the way they do. So I think it's just really a dialogue of being willing to listen to someone and that breaks down barriers. So I think it's an opportunity for us to grow. But my prayer would be, and this is a prayer that I have daily is, is God, let me, let me be a hearer. You know, it'd be, as you say, James, it'd be slow to speak and quick to listen. Just be a better listener. I, I think I want to touch on something you said, George, because um, not for one second would I want anyone listening to me think that I would condone, um, you know, violence and looting and those kinds of acts that you've mentioned. Um, and I also want our friends in law enforcement to hear me say that we value and respect the incredibly difficult work they're doing. But I also, you know, part of me, the, my initial reaction when I saw the George Floyd video was, Outrage, disgust, I mean, just a heaviness. Um, and, and you see that outrage as being just manifested in the way that these initial wave of protests came out. There was just an initial anger that uh, we were processing. A lot of that might have to do with being cooped up in our homes for two and a half months, and this is this is the first time we go out and then this happens. We see it all across our timelines and our feeds. And there was just this initial gut reaction, which was outrage. I don't condone the violence, but there is just an anger um, that needs to be addressed. And part of that needs to be, you know, addressed in a way where it's not just we'll do better because we haven't done better. And I know we can, but we need to create uh, pathways where we can do better, where there will be actionable steps moving forward. And I think that's, I'm, I'm encouraged to see where the movement has gone in the last few days, where it has become more peaceful, but, uh, but still strong in that we need to create avenues where change, true change can actually happen. Um, Robert, what's been your perspective? Yeah, you know, um, I'm looking at the video and I remember, boy, you know, uh, it's like stepping, stepping in, in, in someone's, you know, being in someone's shoe. Because before social media, before video, before cameras, we just hear about it, right? And so it's, the change is slow. 
but if we see it firsthand, it's like us being teleported there, being there. We hear the emotions. We hear the cry for help. We hear, um, you know, the the uh, all that stuff that's happening and around there, and and, and the, you know, the the indifference of of, of the person uh, who's got his knee on top of another person. I mean, it just brings everything into focus. And like, what if I was the, what if I was there? What if I was the one on the ground? You know, and um, I think that's what sparked the whole thing because uh, it's not just hearing about it; it's not being informed; it's just being there. And, and if um, if that happened to us, God forbid, right? Uh, I, I would hope the same emotion would would, would spill out from everyone because it is uh, uh, not only is a travesty, but it is an outrage. It is a definite definite uh, picture of injustice. And so, yeah, you know, I, I told my kids that. Um, yeah, imagine if you were there. Imagine if this happened to you. I mean, uh, everything that you hear, all the reactions that you hear, are, uh, you know, uh, at first, they're natural. They're just the, the uh, natural reaction of outrage. But, uh, you know, like you said, we don't condone looting. We don't control. We don't condone all the stuff that happened while there was a protest. Uh, so I told my kids, uh, just like Tom pointed out over the weekend, there's a right way and a wrong way. There's an unjust and unjust way of protesting. There's a right and wrong way of getting your voice heard. But uh, I definitely understand the outrage. I definitely understand the um, the enough is enough attitude towards something like that. And um, yeah, it, it just watching that video is just emotional. I, I had my kids watch it one time and... Uh, I was it. And so they asked me the questions, why is that man's knee on top of the other? And uh, of course, there are, there are, there are questions that, um, uh, I guess, protocols, law enforcement has protocols as well. Um, and it's, it's just, you know, a lot of conversations need to be had, yeah. uh, how, how things need to be handled, uh, a proper and improper way of handling it. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad this conversation is uh, front and centered. And everyone now is aware of uh, what needs to change. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I like about... that Venn, that Marvin, that Venn diagram that I've seen. You know, the that you know, as Tom rightfully said, it's it's not a and or. It can be you know, it could be both, more than one. So yes, you can be against racism, which clearly everyone should be against racism. You can be for law enforcement that do their jobs, you know, justly and legally, and you can be against breaking laws and looting and, you know, destroying property. You can be for all those things, not just have to pick one, right? You can't just, well, if I'm for one, then does it mean I'm against the other? No, I can be for all of them. Yeah, right. It, and and the, the diagram said it's okay to be all of these things. Absolutely. And it is. And yeah. unfortunately, when we politicize a certain movement or an idea, that's what it is. It's like, well, if you're, you know, if you're denouncing racism or you're saying Black Lives Matter, then automatically that means that you're part of a certain party, which means then that you're against law enforcement or that you're against. And that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is this is not right. We, we are outraged by it. But also we are outraged by the violence and the looting and also we stand with and for those officers that are doing their job as best they can. We have people in our church 
that are men and women of integrity, that are Christ-fearing, God-loving people that want to do their very best to uphold the laws of this land. And we respect that. And we know what incredible job they have to do. And I've sat, I sat with a police officer this week and listened to his stories and listened to the split-second decisions that they make because I wanted to step into his world as much as I want to step into uh, my, my Black brothers and sisters' world as I have uh, when I listen to their stories because I want to get a full picture of how I'm forming my prayer life and how I'm forming my heart and how I will respond and how I'll help my family respond. My family and I uh, went out and participated in a peaceful demonstration, a peaceful prayer protest um, on uh, last weekend. And it was a moving experience. It was a moving experience to see people come together um, and uh, pray first and foremost and ask God to bring healing and also to allow our voices to be heard. And, um, and, and we brought our kids to that because we want them to experience this, not just what the news and media are sharing. It was, I wanted them to see that it's not just about people throwing bricks into buildings. It's about, yeah. you, you know, the voices and the prayers of people going out before the Lord. And so that was something that we did. Uh, George, you mentioned a good action step, and I want to I highlight that action step because I think it's important for everybody that's part of our church to listen to this. The uh, Undivided Conference is a conference that we hosted last year, August last year, so well before all of this situation took place, but we were already having these conversations because... Think about it, it's not even a year. It hasn't yeah, even been a year. Exactly. So yeah. we hosted a conference called Undivided. Uh, I think there's like six or seven sessions. Tom speaks on one of them. Uh, and a number of other people. It's all of those sessions were recorded and are on our website, full video. Please, please, please go back and watch Undivided uh, on our website. Um, it's going to take some time to get through all the sessions, but watch them, you know, one a day or whatever, you know, you want to do. These are important sessions, but you get to hear from members of our church of all ethnicities, um, sharing their perspectives and also a biblical perspective as to what the Bible has to say. So please go back and listen to the Undivided uh, Conference on our website. It's very, very powerful. Yeah. Very, very powerful. powerful. You know, Marvin, I want to say one thing, as you know, all of us are parents as we raise our children. And and I, and I thought about this because as I was, you know, trying to teach Canaan when he when he saw the video initially with George Floyd, because it's all over the TV. And there's some, you know, initially, I really didn't want him to see that as an eight-year-old, but I thought, well, let me just show it to him in context and it'll be a teaching moment. And, because he asked, probably like like your kids, Robert, like why is that police officer kneeling on him? But it's interesting. He said, "Why is he kneeling on him, and why are the others like staring? Like the other officers weren't doing anything." And I explained to him how that was wrong and the importance of being courageous and what character is. And those police officers, I didn't believe, showed character because they just allowed that to happen. And how you have to, you know, even if you're the only one, you always have to do what's right. There's never a bad reason to do what's right. But then the other teaching point that I, I believe was you know, probably just as important is then at night when he saw how come, again, people are throwing bricks. Why, why is there fire? Why is this building on fire? And as a parent, you know, I'm trying to teach him that there's never a good reason really to do anything wrong. Like a wrong behavior doesn't justify another wrong behavior, right? So when you hear someone say, well, that's, 
it's okay to do it because of what's happened. No, it's, it's, it's not okay because then it just becomes a vicious cycle, right? Just bad behavior, just, you know, begets bad behavior and it, nothing ever gets accomplished. So, you know, when you think of this person that's completely innocent, that, you know, ha has a little store that has nothing to do with anything, regardless of race and their, their livelihood is now burned up and they had nothing to do with it. Why? Because, so then my teaching point was, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be frustrated, but it's how you respond with that. And I shared, you know, Jesus got angry, but it's how did he respond, right? So as I've taught him ever since he's little, it's okay to be angry. It's a normal emotion. So when you're playing, for him, anger is when he's playing a video game and he, and he doesn't do well in it. It's okay to be upset, but is it okay for you to take your shoe and throw it at the TV or the computer? Absolutely not. That's not acceptable. So there's acceptable ways to respond to your anger. And throwing a brick, throwing a you know something at a police officer, setting a place on fire—that that is never going to be acceptable way to respond to to anger. So you know, I think we have a lot of teaching teaching moments for all of us, for young and old. Certainly, certainly, these I, are I moments, agree, George. Go, go ahead, ahead Mark. No, I, I was going to agree. No, just, I was... <laughs> go ahead, Robert. What? You're no, talking. I was just going to say. Yeah, I, I agree, George, totally. But, uh, you know, on the other hand, it's just a lot of bent, bented emotions behind this and uh, not, not to condone anything. But uh, what they did or what the looters did or what, what, what's been done is, you know, in a, in a way, I can understand it. I'm not, I'm not condoning it in any way, but, uh, you know, it's just... Well, and another, point, and another point on that level, and again, I also don't, condone violent acts but you know for example our, our our nation was built on a revolution and part of that revolution included you know someone getting on a boat and throwing tea into the boston harbor and there was some some acts there, there's 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 a point where you change needs to happen and again what's what's what hurts is that a lot of these businesses are minority owned businesses and, and we're hurting yeah. uh, our own community. But, um, but th there, there is just this wave of, of indignation, of outrage, of anger. And, and that's, and that's what you see. So another action step, because I want to leave people listening here with some action steps. So listen to the undivided, but another action step, if you're listening to this before, uh, Saturday. So today is uh, June 11th. So if you're listening to this before June 13th, which is a Saturday, uh, Christian Assembly will host um, a prayer walk, uh, a lament and prayer walk. And what that means is we're going to gather in our south side parking lot and, uh, and we are going to pray prayers of lament as uh, are found in scripture. You know, the beauty of scripture is that there's prayers of praise. There's prayers of worship. And there are prayers of lament, right? And sometimes a psalmist will say, how long, O Lord? When will you hear us? And so sometimes we'll, we'll pray those prayers. And the beauty of it is that, that, that the Lord listens to those prayers and allows space for our lament. So we're going to have a time of lament and we're going to have a prayer walk, not a, not a demonstration or... Not what you did last week. Not what, well, I went, we prayed. <laughs> no, we're going to have a prayer walk, yeah. but we're going to pray uh, yeah. down Eagle Rock Boulevard, praying for healing and, and, and love and peace and, and the, the peace mm -hmm. that comes from knowing Christ to come over our city. So if you'd like to join us 
and bring your families, please do so on June 13th. Again, it's gonna happen in our parking lot so we can be socially distant and we're gonna be walking six feet apart and all of that stuff. Um, 10, in the, 10 in the morning, right? 10 a.m. Saturday morning. Um, I'll be there. Uh, Tommy Walker's gonna lead us in some songs and Tom Hughes will be there and I believe George will be there and Robert doesn't wanna go, but, um, but that's all right. <laughs> so let me just get it straight, Marv, right? This is not a protest. This is, this is absolutely not. No, this is absolutely not. Lament and prayer walk, but we are, we are standing in solidarity with our black community. Now I want to make that clear. I want to make that clear because I've already received email responses uh, saying, well, why, why are we standing in solidarity with our black community? Why can't we stand in solidarity for all communities or for, Hey, you're Hispanic. Why can't we, uh, stand for the Hispanic community and the Asians, they get discriminated as well. Of course, Hispanics and Asians and Armenians and any other minority group has suffered from uh, discrimination. Of course not. not, not but in this moment, in this moment, I want to hear this. I want you to hear this clearly. In this moment, we're standing with in solidarity with the black community because in this moment, they have suffered this outrageous injustice. And as a church, we stand with uh, our brothers and sisters that are of African-American uh, descent. And so we want to make that clear. And it's not to take away from any other ethnic group, um, but it's just to say like, look, right now, we need to be strong with our black community. I'm of his Hispanic descent. I grew up in South Central LA. I have suffered uh, discrimination from a variety of sources, as I'm sure you guys have. Uh, Robert being of immigrant uh, status and George, who, you know, living in hey, Beverly Wait, wait, wait. I'm not an immigrant status. Living I in Beverly Hills. In this country. What are you no, no, talking I know, about? I know you're a citizen. He's, 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 he's a prince. You he's a prince. He owns country. an island. He owns an island. Robert, you immigrated to this country from Asia, right? I don't have an immigrant status, bro. <laughs> I'm a I mean, that makes you. Did you hear immigrant. how he talked? Did you, did you see how he talked? He even said a word. He said a woman's. Piece of clothing. And I mean, you it's know, called the George living in Beverly Hills being a Cuban, I mean, I'm sure you get discriminated all the time there. He Never. just does that as an excuse. Never. I mean, come on, look, look at this. Look at this picture. You know, it's like, you know, and he says something that says, hey, you know, I've got license for whatever I say. I heard, um, <laughs> I heard, a, I heard a preacher say, uh, say, you know, Jesus said, blessed are the poor. The disciples didn't get up and say, well, how about you bless the widows? And how about you bless the other group? In that moment, we're blessing the poor. It doesn't mean that Jesus wasn't blessing other groups. In that moment, he was highlighting a specific injustice, a need, and blessing that community. So that's what we're going to be doing on Saturday. Um, listen, I understand that there are uh, a variety of opinions, political and otherwise, related to this topic. But for a moment, can we not politicize this moment? Yep. And we can we stand in agreement and saying that black lives not only matter, but black lives are loved, black lives are worthy, black lives are needed, and black lives are part of our community, part of our church, and we want to make sure that they know that we stand with them in this moment. And so we'll be doing that um, this, this, uh, this Saturday. And beyond that, and beyond that, can we be a church that uh, models moving forward, what it looks like to be a true multi-ethnic, multi-generational worship community, because that's what we aim to be. That's what we strive to be. 
And so we want, as believers in Christ, to set the standard for what the, what the world should look like. Because truly, 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 I mean, if, you know, I don't know another place where we can be more multi-ethnic and still agree on one thing, and that is the saving power of the gospel, the saving power of Jesus Christ. Amen, brother. And so, any other thoughts you guys have? Mark, what time is the prayer walk? 10 a.m. Uh, 10 to 11.30. Yeah, Saturday, June 13th, 10 a.m. We're going to walk down Eagle Rock. So, it's a one-mile one walk total. Uh, about, yeah, I think we're going to the City Hall and then back. Or Where is? I don't, I don't think I've ever even seen. Which, which street is it? I'm of the City Hall. Eagle Rock. Uh, no, no, no. Sorry. Colorado? I don't yeah, know. I've never even seen it. I can't imagine it's very I think it's on Colorado. Big. We're going to walk okay. down Colorado. Yeah, yeah. By the by department, George. Uh -huh. Must be, I would imagine it's tiny. Well, uh, I'll be there. I uh, hope to see yep, some of too. our list, some of our listeners there. Robert won't, but you know that's just how he rolls. Uh, he's going to have his trees trees trimmed. Yep. <laughs> no, I'm sure. I'm sure you have a good reason for not yeah. being with us on Saturday. Yeah. Listen, have fun. Listen, Robert, have fun playing golf. Um, I hope you, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you uh, break ten or whatever, whatever the lingo is. I was in La Cunada last uh, last week delivering men's t-shirts and. Uh, I drove by your your country club there, and it's a it looks good. Are you playing golf yet? That's one of the things I'm kind of thankful for is that club opening up some. And uh, yeah, I've played several rounds already. And Baramundi, yes, here we come, man. Give me some. That's what I miss. You know what? Circling back, Marvin, what do you miss the most? Baramundi at Roberts Country Club. That's you know what? I got I got to say this. You you go with him, and he buys you Baramundi. You know what he got me? Mm. He said, here's what you can order off of this menu. He gave me a menu. Oh, the kids menu? Yeah, it, it had a club sandwich. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a decent club sandwich, but it was not Barramundi. Oh, gosh. He didn't, he, didn't spend, he didn't spend 80 bucks on my meal. He spent 15 bucks on my meal. Let's just call it that. You said, I'm not ordering anything I can't pronounce. You know, you, you That's <laughs> true. That's true. I don't club know is easy. <laughs> club sandwich. I know, I know bacon and I know turkey. So, uh, and you said club sandwich. <laughs> club sandwich. <laughs> well, the modern lives matter. Come on. It's pretty. It's pretty impressive when you get when you get to the club and you roll up in in Robert's nice you know nice car, and the guy opens the door and says, "Mr. Concepcion, welcome back." I was like, "No, Mr. Concepcion. Yeah, I haven't seen you since this morning." Right. Yeah, and it's 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 one o'clock in the afternoon. Yes. And then as he leaves, so I'll see you again at six. And then Robert just nods. Yes. yes sir. Have them, have my table ready. <laughs> you trained me well. Yeah, well, it's listen, good to be the king. Be, it must be nice to be the Prince of Manila. The Prince of Manila. Not <laughs> bad, bro. Well, you guys, thanks for a great conversation. Um, look, look forward to seeing you guys on Saturday. And to everyone listening, uh, stay safe. We love you. We're praying for you. And we're hoping that pretty soon, uh, with some of these restrictions being lifted, we'll be able to start seeing some of you uh, in different circles. So until then, stay strong, stay listening to the men's podcast, and uh, we'll see you in a couple weeks. Peace, everyone.